previously on Many Realms, the Many Merchants of Maloon. After a harsh reality check on their journey and fighting the Heart of the Forest, the party's latest addition, Keel, inquires about the party. Tales are shared and bonds deepen as the Merchants of Maloon set about their next leg of the journey, much lighter than they were before. Hi, I'm Eli. I play Jolie the Cleric, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Jory. I play Zeke the Fighter, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Jesse. I play Sylvie the Rogue, and it's good to be here. What's up, Realmers? It's me. I'm back. It's your PM Pitmaster turn back to Dungeon Master. Let's get started. Welcome. Which one of you changed Paz's profile After a lovely night being regaled of tales, the party, the caravan, rested their very, very weary heads after a cataclysmic fight with the heart of the forest. However, you all did manage to persevere, and so, as is tradition, day breaks. (laughs) Days turn over, time creeps, creeps, creeps forward. It is the morning. Uh, there's a number of things that uh, need to be sorted. You guys probably want to get going as far away from this this scene that, though, stands as a monument of your triumph, probably uh, more so now stands as a monument to the dangers ahead and the losses that you've already endured. Um, one of the biggest things is that you obviously will have to give me your marching order if you set out, but beyond that, um, Jesse, you don't have a wagon. I don't have a wagon right now. Um, when we were fleeing from the heart of the forest, the troop jumped onto Chorley's wagon and she is uh, one of the few wagons that's a single occupant and we seem to get along with her well enough, but also like Ben's space in his wagon has recently become vacated. Like, I, I think there's potential answers here, um, but I'm, I guess if it was like a question of what the troop wants, Sylvie has kind of made friends with Chorley a little, but I think I can definitely understand a uh, discussion about how to keep Carla like safe and, you know, cared for in that wagon, which now doesn't have an adult in it. A couple developments there that will obviously influence your decision. Uh, one is that uh, if you were to uh, gander over at Chorley's wagon, you'll notice a uh, green lizard-like fella that uh, you would know as Keel, who has made himself quite at home uh, among all of the various herbs and such today. Yes, you like? Can he move out of my caravan? I think that uh, Keel um, is a bit of a couch surfer of the (laughs) of the caravan he's been quite enamored by all of the various plants and such in chorley's wagon uh this day 
I'll say that Carlathan, I think, actually is going to be seated up at front uh, since none of you have fully like been like, oh, we're going to take over, you know, caring for Carlathan. Um, Roddy, as the head of this wagon, has kind of taken um, Carlathan as someone for her to see over. And furthermore, uh, Marlin is quite the uh, he's kind of like a very powerful, uh, like magician so he's good with kids he's probably done a couple little shows so very powerful magician. if there's magician. anybody i Children's trust magician. with children it's, magi- it's <laughs> professional magician yes. yes you've really reduced this man down to a clown huh yeah. um so that does mean that the wagon could just be occupied and that is something that like roddy would probably even suggest um that said you would be um and I would love your input on this if you were to do this, is that it's not yours. It's it's going to have very different things inside of it than what your wagon had. Of course, yeah. We we have little more than the clothes on our backs, whatever we could grab as our wagon kind of disintegrated. Um, honestly, like, there, that could also be an advantage. Like, I'm sure the wagon that Ben has is probably, like, better <laughs> made and ours was, like, a crummy one we stole from an alley. That's true. Plus sure. 20 food. So, uh, yeah, I think the troop, Sylvie and Fabio, would be happy to move into Ben's wagon and more than happy to, like, snoop around and see if there's, like, anything cool in here, what the vibe is like. What's Ben's wagon like? Um, it's fairly well maintained. Um, it actually has a fair bit. Of, what's your food at? I have two meat on bone. Two meat on bone. I think that you'll gain a meat on bone because, as you recall, when we were back in Soleil, Ben uh, was uh, running a bit of a, a thing in the butcher shop. Yes. I'm out of food. Shut, hey, it's, shut up. We're doing my thing. Hey. Okay. <laughs> shut up. Yeah. It's about Jesse's abundance of wealth. <laughs> yeah, right that really now. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I need, I lost a fucking fit. I need this. Yeah, you have one less mouth to feed. <laughs> wow! I think he met his finger. Jesse would like to know your location. You know exactly where I am. I'm coming over. <laughs> so he stocked up on a lot of food. His whole thing was that he wants to make sure that his little girl makes it all the way across on this journey. So he kind of just any of the frivolities of life he stripped away to just like the bare necessities so i would say that on top of that there would be like access to like other armaments so things like darts like throwing weapons and stuff i think that you'd have like quite an access to i'm not going to give you like an amount but they're right at present there's like an abundance so if that's something you want to take with you you can um and then various other um I don't have my players in front of me, um, slash I'm also okay if you want to just like in the downtime pick a couple like more common items like lengths of rope and stuff like that. Basically what you would think that, you know, if you were when you guys were obviously preparing, particularly you when you were preparing for this journey, it was like you didn't really have you just scrambled to grab. Um, whereas Ben was someone that like kind of it was almost like a doomsday prepper already. Right. And like, so already had, um, these things. And so now you've acquired, um, basically all the tools to make it across. Um, we can get crunchy with it, but I just don't want to, you know, take up some runtime right now. But if you want to take some like common items that you think would fit that, that's, that's fine. I'm going to, 
I'll take a look at that. I think there's also, um, I wonder if perhaps there's the sense that this is also just a borrowing of Ben's wagon, considering uh, Marlin has told us there exists the possibility of sort of reviving or resurrecting him. I suppose that would be up to you, right? Whether you have faith in that, whether you intend to keep it or not, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, you get plus one, plus one wagon. Cool. It doesn't have, you know, um, beautiful sets and costumes and um, delightful props, but you don't need that to captivate audiences. You just need sex and violence. Maybe I should incorporate more sex and violence. With that, you guys are able to, if you want to set out, but however, Jory, you made it known that you uh, don't have food. You don't have any meat on stick. I sure have no meat on stick. May I see if anybody would trade meat on stick for weapons? Oh, yeah, Tulip definitely would. Ah, uh, can I trade with Roddy? This is also, like, I'm um, potentially open to this. Yeah? Uh, especially if you can do anything with your forge to, like, enhance a weapon, like, make something really cool. I think I have some basics with uh, Ben, and I was probably carrying some stuff because we were leaving a fight. But, um, girl, what that forge do? Yeah, I would be willing to want- trade as well. Damn, lots of meat on stick. That's a valuable resource. I think if we have time in the morning, I'm if you two are together, gosh, how would I do this? Because I think I'm a little bit too prideful to be like I'm starving. If you have anything to trade, I'd be happy to boost some of your weapons. I'm not sure that it's going to be easy going from here to Nen. I have a plus one cross, but I'm guessing um, she can't adjust my my spell focus uh i would say that you can attempt it but uh, it's going to be a harder role for jory is there a chance that it destroys it uh well i did just say that zeke doesn't really have knowledge of magic or magical weaponry and you'd be asking him to it's not magic is it it's a plus one crossbow yeah then yeah it should be oh okay I think Sylvie and Jolie could be interacting. We we kind of have like a bit of a bond so far. She's invited you over for tea. And um, she is trying to get a feel of the layout and the inventory of the, the new space. But she's pleased at how well appointed it is. And she uh, sets a teapot and two cups on the little fold down table that's on one of the walls. And she sits on the hard wooden bench and she says... How are you feeling today, Jolie? Like a sack of shit, to be honest, but I don't think I really have any place to be feeling that way. I know plenty of people, including you, are having a rougher go. How are you? You're right. I'm I'm having a rough go. I half the time want to march over to Tulip's wagon and give him exactly what he deserves, and the other half I just want to get to Nen and leave this whole caravan behind, and the other half I don't know what. You don't have to know what, but we will forge a path forward, wherever that forward is. And hopefully that's a place where Marlin can help us and get paths back. We're not even half the way to Astra. What if it only gets harder from here on out? <laughs> Jolie laughs a little. Well, Sylvie, I think it will only get harder from here. I don't know if I'm strong enough to handle that. You're strong enough. Because you have to be. 
There's no alternative. Even if you're not strong enough right now, you're going to be while it's happening. You seem to see something in me that I'm not sure I see in myself. I see it there. I think a lot of people do. That's why uh, Tulip hates you so much. (laughs) He must be very, very strong indeed then, given how much I despise him. (laughs) Uh, That feels like a good time for... Did somebody say hating Tula? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I Kramer through the door. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I knock on the door politely. Oh, uh, welcome, Zeke. Um, Had you been in Ben's wagon before this? No, I can't say I have. It's uh, solidly built, though I can't say it's a very homey place for a young girl of Carla's age. Yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, Ben was much... I don't... Not to speak ill of Ben. Uh, That's not what I came here to do. But it looks cozy for you and for, for the two of you. I'm a little nervous about this next stretch to Nen. After this swamp situation i don't want to take any any more uh risks i was wondering i have a lot of uh material um on my on my wagon and i'm probably going to pick up more and then um i was wondering if you had any weapons i could for you i managed to hang on to my crossbow and my dagger um Sure, if there's anything you think you can improve, is this a complimentary service, Zeke? Uh, yeah, I realize I, I made it sound a little wrong. Um, he shifts a bit uncomfortably and he says, we, uh, we've had a bit of a bad, bad luck, the three of us getting, uh, food on the trail and... I don't think money is going to do me much good here, but if you have a spare day or two's worth of food, I'd be happy to uh, upgrade whatever you need for that. Jolie says, how comfortable are you upgrading armor? I could do that, as long as it's metal. How comfortable are you giving your daughter some cheese and wine for a day's meal? Uh, cheese, sure. I could, uh, I could do a day of cheese, yeah. You know... Back in Soleil, the troop, we got by very much on our own, and we didn't like working with other people, and we we didn't really trust other performers or travelers. You find too many petty thieves and drunks. I liked my petty thieves and drunks. But I'm thinking to myself here after the trip we've had, I mean, yesterday feels like like a nightmare, like it wasn't real. But it did happen, I'm well sure of it, and I'm realizing that if we are going to get any further, if we are ever going to have a hope of getting to Astra, we do need to determine quickly who we can trust and what we can achieve when we work together. I'm sorry, I'm boring you. Just all that to say that Zeke, 
I think it's a good idea to trade when we can, and I'm happy to offer you some food in exchange for your help with my weapons. I appreciate that, Sylvie. Thank you. Jolie gives her a little reassuring sort of like rub on the back. She needs it. She's doing terribly. <laughs> Damn. When your DM just shrugs at you. <laughs> What we want? I give you a new wagon. Like I don't know. How many, how many spare fingers are in it? <laughs> oh, uh, ben actually in the has a hobby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good little turn. Um, okay, so what is being surrendered to Zeke? One meat on stick. And what? Like what are? Because how many items is it that Zeke's going to be doing here? I think one for each of them. Okay. Uh, ooh, hang on a sec, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's oh, to determine what exactly. As you hold out your hands, your food coming over, being surrendered to Zeke, the winds of fate come across the land. What could happen now? Like a little cat's gonna jump out and like take the fish and run away with it? The wagon implodes. What uh, what happens depends on the number you choose, Jesse, for the bad result. Uh, today's number is going to be seven. Goodbye. Can you? <laughs> what are you asking? Oh, yeah. just to prove that he's not lying. Seven. Here it is. Seven. Seven! <laughs> He's not lying. For the bad it's... one? For the bad one, not oh, for the good one. Good Could one. be two sevens. Try to just drop it. Cancel out. <laughs> Do we stop doing with the fade after this? Or only good ones? Only good ones, only good ones. Oh yeah, it's only once per campaign. Oh my god, that means it's really bad. I'm scared. I'm just so scared. That's good. I'm glad I just did a monologue about how sad and in pain and worthless I feel life is. I can't wait for Jordan to sort of, yeah, give a kick. Um, wow, it happened. Uh, <laughs> you know, you always, you always hope for this day is going to come, and then when it happens, you don't really know what to say. Before we hit record, Jesse said, do you think we're ever going to get the wind of It's been like eight sessions. Okay, so you had zero food. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, but it happened, you know, so Are you I'm sorry. getting Zeke? Zeke <laughs> no, gets no, no, not, not, not to that degree. Um, how much food were you surrendering over? It was one each? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... I cannot <laughs> catch a break with the food. None of us can. So, yeah. So this has to be bad for everyone. Uh, it does? <laughs> yes. Does it? Yes. The winds of fate directly correlate to a force that has been unseen but very uh, present for you. Uh, the calamity itself. So the earth begins to tremble as it has subtly for you before, except now it erupts in the middle of your conversations and happenings in a way that it has not prior. The earth itself shakes, it quakes, you start to lose your footing. And as Zeke has taken the goods from you guys and carries them over, 
He sets them inside of his forge-like wagon. And as he turns back to go uh, to Ben's old wagon in which the food that you were trading presently resides, uh, it is gone. And what is left is a gaping hole in the earth. Oh my god, whose caravan? Ben's? The newly acquired caravan, yes. Uh, has been swallowed into a giant sinkhole, not unlike the one that you are all very intimately familiar with as a landmark in your hometown of Soleil. <laughs> so the, the, the bad winds of fate has unfortunately transpired. It is over for the campaign. However, you will get the opportunity for the good winds of fate. Okay. Okay. That's nice. Catastrophe upon catastrophe, unfortunately. Sorry for the timing has struck the party. You're the one who has a big catastrophe button that you hold your hand over every episode. (laughs) But isn't it (laughs) It's not in the book to do that. Sylvie has nothing now. I've just lost my food. Julie kind of came out of this scot-free. Yeah, I, I just lost my food. Well, I mean, you're you're losing... It's basically the... Unfortunately, the wagon and then the... Two food between you guys is, yeah, yeah, is yeah. lost. And then, yes, your rope and such that I was telling you to get, unfortunately, is, uh, yes, lost to the... Uh, yeah, the I couldn't sort of... You thought about it, and then you're like, oh, that's too good. He didn't deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> the winds of fate decided it. Which is me, kind of. <laughs> my dark persona. I'm a little speechless. I think... I think Zeke, at the a moment after everything settles and he watches his kind of most desperate attempt yet to get food for his family slip away. I think he might like stare in silence for a moment before just kind of laughing at the ridiculousness (laughs) of this. Because that's how I think I would react. <laughs> oh, you're going mad. That's <laughs> pretty funny. It's a pretty, pretty uh, respectable path at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sylvie. Uh, well, now, uh, Joy, are you, we'll resolve in a sec, but are you still going to do the work? Sure. I might ask at least Julie for, like, another piece of cheese. Yeah. And I will do it for free for Sylvie at this point. That's fair. Um, Sylvie, a tap on your shoulder. And you turn to see who else. For all the hate that we have for Tulip, we have all the love in the world for who. Who is offering you a spot of tea after you lost that caravan? Chorley. One of the Chorley. British characters? Oh, Chorley. <laughs> Chorley. Chorley is offering you up a, 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 black, <laughs> a black tea. She doesn't speak any words to you. She does gesture to her wagon. She is more than happy, especially after this to transpire, to both have your company and to hopefully try to alleviate some of the pain that you and Fabio have experienced. So it'd be us two with Chorley and Keel in there. Keel kind of tends to either like, like he sometimes will be sitting there, but Keel usually isn't going to be in the way because he's either, he likes to hang underneath the wagons in the day where it's a bit cooler. He just kind of like, like latches to a piece of wood underneath. So he's usually not in the way. 
Um, I I guess Sylvie will just wordlessly Die. follow over <laughs> to Troy. I mean, she's probably like crying silently, like she's just openly weeping because the actual gods of the universe hate her and want her to die and suffer. Um, so she's going to like sit in the doorway of Chorley's caravan and not move or talk to anyone or say anything until it's time to leave. I think that um, that's a wonderful picture to have as you're actually leaving because you guys would be seeing like this gaping hole and this petrified forest as you continue on this journey. I know that it's bleak, but I think that it also is like, I I think it's it's interesting to be in in that that state as we leave. So what I want to resolve is happening in tandem with that would be Zeke uh, working on uh, on these on these weapons. So you do have advantage, yes, Zuri. Mm-hmm. For at least one of them, unless okay. I can do them both in one roll. Your choice. Um, I feel like if I get the advantage, I could. I'd like to do that. So you are just trying to give both plus one. Yeah. Okay. 18. Second roll is 15, so 18. That's most certainly going to be a pass. What does the forging look like? Because <laughs> well, you have this colorful uh, Howl's moving wagon that I would love to see, see a little bit more behind the curtain there. Yeah. So I guess for the first leg of this journey, um, I'm going to say Nomi has taken the reins of the horses Hilda is hanging out out front with her also because inside, I think, probably gets a little smoky while dad's working. Um, So I've described this before, but it's been about 10 episodes. So I'll describe it again. My the way that this is set up is like the front of the caravan is a normal what you would picture for this kind of travel can of caravan made of wood and canvas and then attached to the back is a basically a second room made of metal uh, where the forge is and the chimney and all that stuff so that um, I don't set my caravan on fire. While the girls are out front, Zeke is working inside on, is it a dagger for Sylvie? Uh, I would prefer if you could upgrade my crossbow because I use it more. The crossbow and the armor. I imagine a lot of close close-ups of like red goopy metal being hammered away till eventually he dunks the finished pieces into the coal, the water. And Zeke is pleased with his lovely new pieces of work. I think he's also maybe has a little insignia he adds to a corner of it. He can't help but add a little bit of a flair. You complete these wonderful works of art and deliver them first to Jolie. And you get plus one on your armor, so that's just plus one to AC. I've already given the girls another day of the cheese and a little bit of the wine. Don't get me in trouble, but they deserve it. The wine keeps. I can I can save it for their for their 18th birthday. <laughs> Deal. And then you bring your plus one hand crossbow to a very sullen Sylvie, uh, feet dangling out the back of Chorley's wagon as the both the petrified forests and the 
ominous gaping chasm that once held the new wagon that Sylvie was going to uh, helm. Zeke gives you the uh, upgraded crossbow and he says, uh, this should work a bit better than it did before. Will protect us from any more acts of God. I think she's very flat and monotonous. She says, thank you, Zeke. He awkwardly goes for a pat on the shoulder, decides against it. I don't know if we're there. (laughs) And he says, nothing actually leaves you to it. I love that. Damn. The caravan uh, in high spirits sets out for Nen. Can everyone make me a nature check? Ooh, hoo, hoo, that's a five. I rolled an eight, so. <laughs> mm. As the as you get about a half day into your travels, um, it's always as, again, you guys stick to the road. However, today is a day that you do get quite buffeted by rain. Um, and so today, as you get about half a day through, as the rain starts to obscure your vision, it also starts to obscure the road as it becomes a bit muddier and a bit harder to discern against the other dirts on either side. Jesse, give me animal handling. Okay. I probably lost in one of my two destroyed wagons the book that Marlon gave me. Do I still have oh, that? Oh, shit. I would say that you, you'd have that. I mean, it's not like a massive, massive book. Uh, as long as you have, like, a bag, which seems... Plus, reasonable. if we don't have it anymore, we can't use it for Patreon. So it's in everyone's best interest. <laughs> that I still have. Got, got it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to roll with advantage because I have the book. That's a 16 total in animal handling. The road starts to fork a little bit, and as the rest of the party is squinting, and you can sense by the general path of the wagon that you guys are starting to veer off the road. Roddy is leading you guys astray in the weather, but you, in knowing and having the the zoology book, can tell by the way that the horse of Chorley's cart is reacting to this, that you're entering uneven terrain. It's almost as if the horse knows this path and you can tell whether it is uh, intellectually or just innately that you are going the wrong way. Um, I guess Sylvie would try to jog up to the front of the caravan and get Roddy's attention and see what's going on. You jog up. Roddy is squinting her eyes and trying to navigate through the, the storm. If you Holler her at first from outside of the wagon. She won't even really be able to hear you with how heavy the rainfall is. You'd have to hop up next to her. Sylvie will hop up, try to um, wipe the water off her face and brush her hair out and say, Roddy, the horses are spooked. I think we're off course. Slow down. What makes you say that? Chorley's horse is fighting at the bit, and I think it's uh, we're heading over some rougher ground here. Are you sure this is the way? No. Do you know? I've never been here before in my life. None of us have. Are you saying that you know the way, though? I'm saying we should try to stick to flat ground. There is meant to be a road to Nen, right? I can't see the damn road. Do you think the storm is like to pass anytime soon? No. And I don't think we can afford to lose any time. Uh, uh, Marlin can, can make light. He showed me before. Would that help? She just looks like uncertain. She's trying to like now like focus ahead. Uh, when you say that, it's like she just is like doesn't have the answer clearly. Surely it's worth trying. Uh, I'd like to see if Marlin's in this wagon. 
it's like an open, like a little closed flap. You step back and there's uh, Marlin with Carlothin. He's doing dancing lights. There's little lights glimmer around the uh, the inside of the wagon. And she kind of uh, lets a little small smile smirk across her face, despite the sounds of buffeting rain. Marlin, we need your help. Oh? Roddy can't see very well where she's guiding the caravan. Do you think you could bring those lights up to the front and help illuminate the road? Without even moving, he takes the dancing lights that are there. He whips his hands from right to left in a circular motion, and they blow past your hair and outside. And when you step back outside the tent, there's four glowing orbs that have illuminated the path. Uh, Quite immediately, Roddy notices the road now though very obscure, is a bit more clear to see. And uh, though it's kind of now started to drift some distance away, she's now got uh, a a beat on where it is and she redirects the horse and therefore the caravan back onto the road. Sylvie turns back to Roddy and she says, that seems a bit better. How far out are we? Do you know? Uh, If we make good time today, another day, day and a half. Another day and a half. Between you and me, I'm not sure that everyone has enough food to last that long. Well, we should. She looks at you with knowing eyes. So far, he's shared it once. Is he is he subsidizing the rest of the trip to Nen? Roddy's just basically saying that there should be enough if everyone was actually giving it up like she wants. She's just she just is frustrated. Um, it, it's not like a, a subtle hint at anything other than the fact that she's being rained on. She almost lost the road. You're saying like, oh, we're like a day. I don't know if we'll last. It's like she also knows that. Like she's just like kind of feeling a lot of the pressure right now. Sure, I understand. Sylvie just sighs and she says, "Well, Roddy, a just world would look a lot different than this one, wouldn't it?" It ain't any world I've ever known. Have you been to Nen before? Nah, I, I had it. Marlin seems to think it's a place of great magic. They have a, a school there, I think. Well, we'll find that soon enough. I'm bothering you. I'll let you drive. Thank you. And now that you've managed to find the road, the caravan manages to continue on um, at a slow but steady pace uh can i get everyone you can roll nature or perception your choice with perception i've rolled a 16. okay not 20. 17. right not too far down the road you can see a number of small campus tents barely managing to stay together with the wind and rain hitting them hard uh Jesse, you would quickly be able to just see it through the thickness of this rain. It's 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 quite obscuring, but you're managing to make out um, the blurred details uh, probably about another hundred yards away. Uh, you'll be there in about five to ten minutes. Eli, what you would notice more prominently therein is that there are figures that are around a fire. Well, a fireplace. There's no fire there which obviously would initially strike you as odd until that you can ascertain that they are also, as you have seen many times before, made of stone. There's, there are people, there are petrified people in these tents around there. 
for you, you would just notice that it's like a camp. Right. But yes. I don't know if I expect Roddy to like stop and potentially like barter or get resources, or if we're like so afraid of anything outside of an established settlement that she would just keep going. I don't know how I feel either. Is it like another opportunity for horrible people to try to kill us? Or is it like now that we're out of the swamp, potentially they're willing to like share or help us out? We're in a rush, aren't we? We're meant to be, yeah. Yeah, you're like in a rush. It is a camp, but it's there's probably like five or six tents. Like this is a decent sized group, you know, could have trade goods, could could not. I don't know that anything's amiss or abandoned. Would I see Roddy like slowing down and like taking a look or would I see her like going ah and like speeding up? At present, I'd say that uh, you're continuing as normal, which to your knowledge, um, you would think that everything's okay. But at the same time, like you had a very hard time seeing it. There's, it's in the realm of possibility that at present, at least that Roddy's not even aware that, that that's where you guys are going. Sorry, how far ahead is it? It's only like a hundred yards. Like you guys are close. The It is pouring. Can I run up to uh, Chorley's wagon? Yeah. Sorry, Chorley, I have a quick question for you. Oh? Uh, those stone things that we saw outside the forest, you feel like it was pretty safe for us to be around them? Obviously, can't eat them or anything, but, you know, like, standing near them? Are you inquiring if I believe that it is? It's it, it was an airborne virus? Sure, yeah. I don't know much about this stuff, but... um. Yeah, I can stand around that stuff, right? To the best of my knowledge, it seemed to be tr- transmitted th- through through some form of touch or wounds or 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 some such. Uh, uh, we didn't luckily get too close to all of it to, to for me to fully confirm my hypothesis, but I I'm I'm quite certain that it's not airborne, or we would probably all be stoned. Okay, wonderful. Thank you, Charlie. And she hops out and she rushes to the front of the caravan where I guess Sylvie and also Roddy are. Hey, did you guys see that? Uh, a tense, yeah, on the right. Yeah, and in them, or I guess around them. What's around them? Stone. The people. They're. I mean, they're not people anymore. Hmm. This far out. Oh, poor souls. I mean, one man's uh, misery is another man's fortune. Sylvia and Fabio don't have food anymore. This could be a, a really helpful opportunity for us. I mean, if that were true, we'd be rich. But maybe you're right. I mean, just a couple people move faster than the caravan. If some of us stopped and went and grabbed the stuff, we could catch up pretty fast. And it might be the difference between life and death for you. I can go with you. All right, just be quick. And um, don't tell two. Wouldn't dream of it. Uh, let me run back really quick and get us some backup. Uh, you're a sneaky girl. You want to take a couple paces ahead and make sure you don't see anyone moving around? Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, you take a couple paces ahead and you hear, <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> Yay. He's just kind of like slinked up in the rain behind you. He's presumably, he kind of just like hops around. So he tends to hear a lot of things. Sylvie definitely starts and um, like splashes about in the rain a bit. Oh my God, above, heel. (laughs) Where are we going? 
Up ahead, we're just going to scout something we saw, but we need to stay quiet about it, alright? Yes. And don't sneak up on me like that. I was proving to you how quiet I could be. <laughs> Let's go. I run back. I also don't knock. I've been Zeke's neighbor for five years. Zeke's naked. His <laughs> 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 two teenage daughters in the room. What is he never get naked nude. because they lives in a wet? Like you have to get naked sometimes. He he's changes never in nude. the. He changes in the. He's never nude. In the forge, I was gonna he, say. He he forges naked with just an apron. This, how else are you supposed to do it? It's not safe. Your clothes might burn off. I want to do like a pinup calendar of like the caravan, and it's like Charlie, which he's like holding up like plants or you know what I mean. Our next commission. That's the that's the Patreon content twenty twenty four. Sorry, what? Uh, Julie comes in and she doesn't even explain herself. She just says, "Hi, girls. Zeke." Maybe have some food for you. You gotta be real quiet. Let's go. Bye, girls. <laughs> and on the walk to catch up to, I guess, Kiel and Sylvie, I'll catch you up to speed. All right, he's in. Sure. You guys set about this camp. As the caravan continues, you jog over silently and you make your way into the camp. Uh, there are basically six tents in a circle. And then, as I mentioned, there are four stone figures around the fire. Uh, roll me sneak. With advantage, I'm going to say you guys have rain cover, so I think that I'm going to be pretty generous here. Actually, sorry, just roll one and the DC is modified. Apologies. 19? 18. 17. Right. Hey, hey! Okay, so you guys managed to... You know, you sneak in at present. It's hard to hear anything and see a lot with how heavy this rain is, but... You've made your way into the camp. The the people that have turned to stone, how are they posed? What are their expressions like? Is this something that, like, as they turn, they're, like, obviously panicking or whatever, but I'm wondering if there are any other clues as to, like, who these campers are. Do they look like they could be Nenites? Or, like, like what do we, what can we Nenonites? Nenonites? <laughs> yeah. Oh, can we do Nenonites, please? You want to start by investigating the, the like, four figures that are around yeah. the, the fire. You go in. A bit closer, and as you skulk towards this just completely waterlogged fire, what you can see is that, though it is very waterlogged, these logs have been burned recently enough. They're, like, charred still. However, what is around it, the four figures, you'd quickly ascertain as four tieflings. Most of them just huddled around on, like, makeshift little benches of just wood stumps as if they were just in conversation around this 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 fire. Tieflings, you say? I do, yes. Are they dressed in a banditle fashion? With a little bit of a stone touch, yes. I feel bad, we were really scared of Karmong and he probably was gonna kill us, but um, also his men were turning to stone, so it sucks to suck. I think as we're approaching, Jolie will say six tenths. Let's split into groups of two so that nobody's alone. That means each group has to hit three tents. And let's aim to spend max three minutes in each tent. That's nine minutes. Get back. Quick ten minutes. Easy to catch up. I, that's a great plan. That's so thorough. Is that Sylvie? No, it's out of character. I, I like that a lot. Thank, thank okay, you. Okay, uh, we'll do this with, since there's six <laughs> tents, we'll do this with just a D6. And the result will be the respective tent. One being like six o'clock and then going um, clockwise from there. Okay, that's a three. Uh, three, right? Can't be a three. 
Let's try again. You guys walk into the same. After discussing your plan, you walk into the same tent. Six, six. Okay, Kill and Jolie walk into tent three. Uh, as you open it up, there are two beds with two more stone tieflings. Uh, these ones a little less peaceful. Um, one is like clawing at the ceiling, his hands like outreached and just fully petrified. Underneath, though, there is a large chest. Okay, I want to call out to heal. Don't touch the bodies. Okay. <laughs> and I want to check out the chest. Okay. It is locked. Heal. Yes. You want to breathe on this? Yeah. Are you asking? Yes, please. I'm gonna let you break the slot while I look around. Yes. yes <laughs> okay. Holy yes. like <laughs> Venom breath. <laughs> the lock melts away. Clink to the ground. Uh, as you would go to open it, you'd notice the key to said uh, chest is turned to stone uh, with the stone nail. You pop it open. Um, you're gonna get one food, um, a big old length of rope, and it's, it is gonna be a single gold. Okay. Um, on a six, you guys go in, and there is another individual petrified. Who know? Who who who, who could have known? What is the most interesting about this one is that it tells a tale is that they were trying to stop the spread of this stone. And so, interestingly enough, there is another individual who is fully turned to stone, except uh, near his elbow joints, um, his arm is gone. Oh. And it lays not petrified on the ground. Oh. So we can cut off the petrification if we see, like, a little toe. No, but he cut off his arm under the elbow. Wouldn't he have cut off the part that was petrified? Yeah. Oh. So why is the arm unpetrified? I'm trying to solve Jordan's arm puzzle. <laughs> Does it, like, unpetrify after a while? Like, if I knock off this guy's head, will it... Turn back? Turn back, and then he'll be grateful for that? Sounds like a good question for Charlie. We'd note that down in our handy dandy notebooks. Investigation. Is that what we're rolling? Comma make a roll of. I got a twelve. Eight. On a twelve, Jesse, you will see that on that hand is adorned a nice flashy ring. Be it safe to touch. I can like chop the finger off. Yeah, that's fast. Don't have to take the whole arm. And then I can just like, take the whole finger and just. Oh, and then you. Boom. You can replace. Great. Um, chopping the finger off is not a bad idea. Easiest way to get the ring okay. off. Yeah, I'll chop the finger off. I also would love you to examine the ring because I think that you would know like metallurgy yeah. and shit. Is it high quality? Is it useful? Is it magical? Um, I get my little like diamond eyeball thing, which I did bring. Those you did bring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I uh, take a closer look at this thing? This ring? You certainly can. Give me a Arcana check. Arcana. What if it's a ring of don't get petrified? Well, guess what? I rolled a seven because I'm more like Arcanta. It is just a regular ring. It's well made. 
as far as you can tell, perhaps would fetch a fair bit of gold or perhaps meat on stick. It is a, it would be an artisanal ring to you, yes. It is certainly well-crafted. So then I tell you, like, you might get a fair bit of money for this. We can sell it in Nen and split the profit. Wonderful. D6, as you check. Five. Got a one. Jolie and Kiel uh, emerge from that tent richer in both food and financials and you enter tent five this one is completely torn apart it has more in it than the other ones it is more ornate there is a large desk and a map of maloon stretched across a table with plenty of inkings all written over it books on the table half open pages ripped out this is some type of place where this these bandits strategized okay definitely taking them up okay um any of the books useful plant identifiers anything like that the book that is open is another book that is general like herbology um but it is something that you have seen in Troy's tent before okay. It's like a general, like, encyclopedic volume. I will say that the map is, um, because one of the big things is that you guys don't know much um, beyond Nen, and this um, details uh, both the rest of your path um, as well as to the mountains before Astra. It kind of makes things a bit more clear before you actually arrive at Astra. Okay, great. You like that. Is there anything else? You said there's a lot of stuff in it. Um, there's the desk, which you can go through. Yes, I want to look through the drawers. Okay. Including you, secret drawers. You can check for secret drawers. Um, however, in going through them, again, it's uh, a lot of like papers thrown about and whatnot. Um, however, you will see that there are two weapons that um, would remind you of what um, Tulip uses. I take them both. Okay. Two guns. He's used that before, right? Has he? What? The gun. Um, on Jesse. Okay, then I want to look around for the stuff that comes out of the gun. <laughs> I've seen it happen. I know that neat stuff. The gun poop. You well no it's food and then for clarity it's like almost like dueling pistols so everything is there in a in a box oh okay okay okay. two guns plus ammo the other you're on a one correct Mm -hmm. our other lovely party zeke and sylvie roll me a perception check nine fifteen in the spattering of rain you hear just the faintest scraping noise. It could be a little field mouse. It could be something larger. You can't really ascertain. It's just that in this precarious situation, you hear movements. You just feel the hairs stand up. I wordlessly look over at Zeke and I um, draw my crossbow. Yeah, I'll draw a weapon as well. You go first. I'll cover you from behind. Uh, sure. I go first. As you pull back the canvas opening, you see a figure hunched over a chair and over another petrified corpse. However, this individual is not petrified. 
At your presence and your coming in, their eyes meet yours and they rise and they rise and they rise. The, the height of this figure, this tiefling, is almost incomprehensible. He barely fits as he, he squishes down so that he can stand upright inside the tent. Karman says to you, and who is this? My name is Zeke Winter of Soleil. This is my uh, my my friend Sylvie. We saw this uh, sight from the road. We noticed that um, what has affected our crew seems to be affecting yours as well. Uh, and we wanted to see if we could learn anything more about it. We weren't expecting to see any survivors. So what do you know about what's happening here? His hollow white eyes meet yours, and he simply steps towards you both. He says, Out? I, I, I back up out of the tent. This towering red tiefling emerges from the tent. His massive horns that erupt from his skull, giving him yet more height as he finally stands upright. He is a towering presence as he regards you both. And he says, what do you know of this? Very little. Uh, it chased us out of the swamp on our way uh, to Astra. What do you know of this? Disease. Plague. I watch them all die. Are you saying... You had a hand in this? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we've been affected by this. We've lost three of our numbers so far. We're, we're hoping to find a, a cure in Nen. You made it out? Of the swamp? By the skin of our teeth. Did you see it? We saw it. And what came of it? It corrupted everything in its path, but... When we cleared the edge of the wood, it seemed to stop. Whether its power was spent or it couldn't pass beyond the border, I couldn't say. He looks sullen as the rain falls down. And he says, Did you fight? Did you kill it? If such a thing can be killed... You brought peace? Zeke dealt many a blow to the corruption in the forest. His face softens for a moment. I lost a lot of men in the forest. More to the heart of it. If you fought it in one, then you brought peace to my men. I'm indebted to you. I don't know if we won. We survived. But we are working on undoing it. Or at least we're hoping that it's possible. Then I would wish to serve you. And see to it that you make it to your destination. Zeke will put his hand out and say, any help is appreciated. You didn't say your name. My name is Carmel, and my help does not come that easy. I wish it could, but I am honor-bound. I can only follow those that best me. A pact of combat. Last time we fought a guy, went real bad, is the thing. 
Zeke sighs and says, well, what are your rules? I'm assuming this is Zeke, you're not going to fight this man. He's eight times your size. <laughs> Let me at him. <laughs> Zeke punches him on the ankles. The weapon in the format is yours to choose. First blow, first blood. Heals like breath weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not if we're doing like stupid honor bound like rules lawyering. Carmon probably doesn't have a breath weapon. Except I think it's once per day or short rest. So I he think in the rule, in the crunchy rule. Let me pull Zeke aside. I will say, um, can we confer before you pull me aside to Carmon? Uh, he goes back into the tent. So I tell Zeke, you know that loud little stick that Tulip has? Yep, Tulip's loud stick. We all know about it. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh... Every night, baby. (laughs) I wish I didn't say that. I found a couple under Carmog's desk. I think doing, like, a straight-up, like, back-to-back ten paces turnaround... In the rain. High noon in the rain. Yeah, I think that's fun. I think that's a fun idea. But what happens if he if if he shoots you? We just like he goes. Okay, you guys are pussies. I'm leaving, and then we just have a shot, Zeke. Yep. Okay. No matter what the duel is, that's the case, right? If he wins, then we just have a hurt me, and he says bye. Risk reward for you guys is per use. You know, I mean, this is a this is someone that you've known to be quite strong, um, which comes with the huge risk up front, but the rewards that you could reap afterwards, especially in terms of like dynamics uh, in the group that would be afforded to you, could be fantastic. It would be so fun to just be like, okay, Carmine, we got your help. That's Tulip's wagon actually just go fuck up the entire structure and everyone inside of it. I would make popcorn. I would love to even just have Carmong and Tulip just just to like knock him out down a peg. I want him to spin him like a pizza. I mean, yeah, the reality is, is that the big thing is that you guys haven't, the whole thing that's, that's had the dynamic be that way is that the might in terms of you guys has largely been like like you guys are pretty tough but in world it's like you know like you guys have like roddy who's a fighter and yeah you guys are like level two and then like everybody else is like and door is at least as good as roddy so it's kind of like everybody else is with tulip so tulip's got a gun but carmon has two guns (laughs) i'm gonna say um i also got stupid honor shit though that's so dumb which is weird for like a bandit, but go off. Sorry, Joy. <laughs> I think the dual thing also makes sense, maybe because like I don't think that if we do like a straight up like fight with like swords, I would stand a chance. But this is like a one and done. Like who's faster this time? I think that gives me a that on a more even ground. Can we at least have Jolie standing by with like a dif- magic defibrillator? Sure. Yeah, I'm still gonna cheat. Also, I am gonna. Bless Zeke, but I'm not going to tell Zeke because I don't want you to get complacent. I'm just going to put a reassuring hand on your shoulder and you didn't notice that I bless you. I feel real confident. I'm like, thanks for the pep talk. This is nuts. Oh my God. Add a D4 to your attack roll or your saving throw. So I think um, I, I, can you knock on a tent? 
I go. <laughs> I think that you just answered the tent. I go, I'm holding the pistols, and I say, um, my friend found these in one of your tents. I think that we can have a duel with this. Ah. Uh, I see you're thieves. Bro, you're like the bandit terror of the realm. Alleged bandit terror. We're closer to desperate. I'll be happy to see you bleed. You are challenging him to pistols at because you dawn in, in the rain with Sylvie. You're going to be the like officiator. Um, we're just going to not do all the crunchiness of like you explain how pistols work. You are basically going to be the one that like tells them to step and whatnot. Um, and it's going to be 10 paces and then turn and fire. Um, as with real pistol duels, it is each shot then needs to be uh, answered by a shot, meaning that if you shoot, you cannot shoot again until you are shot at. Um, first blood, Karman stands around the embers of his previous party. The chance to have him join you and be branded anew is a fault. Sylvie instructs you. Duelists, you still have one final chance to decide that this is incredibly ridiculous. Really stretching next to you, she's like, fine, right here. Very well, are you ready? Stand back to back and take a pace at each of my calls. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten. Ah, yes, Turn yes, and fire. I was hoping someone would do that. Um, I think it's going to start with sleight of hand as you basically like whip around and try to bring it up. Sleight of hand. Nineteen. This environment is something that you are very familiar with and you're feeling like the weight of the world that you could shift the entire dynamic of this caravan. You could help your friends, you could help your family, uh, not to mention your own life. You have these daughters that you have to come home to, that you have to see to Astra, and all of these things pounding in your chest, and they, they narrow your focus in a way that perhaps you never have before. As you whip around, you can see that you are quicker on the draw. Um, roll me insight. This weapon Insight. new to you uh, and how Four. it operates also new to you, though you would be typically quite um, intuitive when it comes to this. This is something that is quite outside of your typical domain. It's almost magic-like. So as you, though you are quick and you raise it up, there is a slight moment of hesitation and wondering: Will this? Sh well, is it? Am I pointing at the right spot? Am I going to hit? Do I know how to operate this? These are all infinitesimally small moments and thoughts, but they still give you enough pause for Karmon to match pace with you, who has now raised his weapon to also point at you. Um, give me... I'm going to call it perception. I was almost said performance. Perception. 
you catch yourself in that moment um, and you quell it. You push those emotions down deep, 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 all the way until they are gone. And your eyes focus on the only thing in this moment that matters in front of you. Despite the rain falling down onto them, you keep your eyes open and you keep them fixed on the white, white irises of your enemy in this moment, Karma. Um, roll me both your attack roll as well as a dex saving throw. Okay. For my attack, I'm going to add my plus four. So for my attack... Let's go! <sighs> Not 20. Will you kill him? <laughs> I no, it's a not 20, so I do whatever I want. Okay, plus four, plus three. So not a 27. Both of you level your weapons at each other, and for a moment you feel your fl- your life flash before your eyes. After the moment of hesitation, you squeeze the trigger. With all of the might that you have mustered for this moment, the blowback of this weapon doesn't surprise you in the slightest. You keep your feet under you as the round fires from the chamber and it flies true. It sticks itself into the shoulder of Karman, a little blood splattering from it. However, in that same moment, his gun fires going towards you. And in the smallest, faintest of movements, barely imperceptible inside of the buffeting rain, you just glance your shoulders slightly to the left, an intuition that you didn't know that you had in that moment. As the round flies past you and lands somewhere in the distance, you remain entirely unharmed and you will gain inspiration as Zeke has not only defended his family, the caravan, but he is also in this moment completely and utterly bested Karmong in a weapon that you had never handled until this very moment. Let's go! Nice. Karmong doesn't drop to his knees. He takes it and he walks straight towards you his hand lightly hovering over this open wound. He holds out his other hand with his palm down. As he looks at you, there's something in his hand. He drops into your hand um, for play. We're just going to call it Karmong's Amulet. It is this... um, ornate little amulet that has tiny sheddings of tiefling horns that uh, are kind of threaded into the yarn of it. Um, Something interesting about Karmong is, as I mentioned, he has some very, very tall horns. It does not seem that um, he's ever had to have that happen to him. He tells you, and now I serve. You have gotten the amulet of Karmong, and until you see your destination, until you fulfill your quest of unpetrifying your friends and presumably his as well, he will now follow you and do whatever it is that you ask of him. Thank you for listening to this episode of Many Realms. This has been our 14th woo, installment of the Many Merchants of Maloon. If you want to join us for the whole ride across Maloon, you can subscribe to our podcast. You can learn more about us by following us on Twitter or Instagram at The Realmscast. Or if you want to support us financially, you can follow us on patreon.com slash many realms. 
see you next time.